when you're an entrepreneur and you are energized and you're passionate and you have a mission and you have a purpose and you have values that you believe in and you instill those into your company, there are no limits. And I found that out in real estate, that there are no limits. If it was my last day on earth, if it was my last day, welcome to the Golden Arm. 24 of these 60 minute things left. Damn, I ain't get to be a billionaire yet. Fly around first class, private jet flex, do the black Amex, get up at the duplexes, buy a Lexus, take a road trip. Welcome to the Golden Hour with Chad Goldwasser, Ty Verdes. Last day on earth. If you don't know this song, get it. If it was my last day on earth, if it was my last day, music. It's my life and it brings me joy and happiness and I love this song and I think music can move us and motivate us and inspire us. If it was my last day on earth, if it was my last day. Hello from Orlando where we record the Golden Hour, our little podcast that we're utilizing to hopefully inspire you to live a better life and have fun. Um, I'm so thankful that you are here. Uh, if you would, go to the button that they have on there and subscribe to our podcast, The Golden Hour. I'd also suggest uh, going to the 200% Life podcast and subscribing to that as well. My buddy, Jeremy... Gomez, everybody, give him a hand. Uh, he is the one that is producing our show along with Lele. I wish you could see Lele. She's sitting right over there. She's awesome. And uh, today we are going to talk about the entrepreneurship journey. Uh, we're going to talk about how we got started in the business. We're going to talk about some challenges that we faced and overcame. We're going to provide some tips for you for starting a successful business and, and getting into real estate share some insights on what it takes to be successful, and um, talk about how to build a great network and uh, build a great company. So I want to share a little bit about my story and how I came to real estate. Uh, when I was 16 years old, I was playing football at the Apple Valley High School, the Apple Valley Eagles, and I was a sophomore. And the it was two days, and the varsity coach, uh, he came to me after the morning practice. I was playing with the sophomore team, and he, uh, <clears throat> he said, uh, Chad, we want you to come up and practice for varsity, and I was a nose guard, and I was, um, I was 5'10", 165 pounds, but I was fired up, and I had a lot of energy inside me, and I was violent. And uh, so they, they asked me to come and try out for varsity. Anyway, bottom line, um, I thought I was going to play with the varsity team for a day, and then they would put me back down, but I gave everything I had, and I left it all on the field, and I ended up starting every game that year. And on my right-hand side, I had Lance Oberding, shout out Lance, Massive dude, six foot seven, three hundred and eighty-five pounds, and then I had Steve Gillette, six foot five, 
350 pounds, and then Chad in the middle. And so they would always double team them, and I would get to the quarterback, and I was successful, and I started every game that year. The next year, they elected me as the uh, first ever junior captain at uh, Apple Valley High School. And I don't tell you that to brag. I tell you that because they saw something in me that they thought would help other people, you know, to get motivated to be better and do better. And, um, you know, that was a huge point in my life that led to my interest in leadership. And that year, we had a horrible year. They moved me to fullback and linebacker. And then my senior year, I was elected captain again. And uh, we, we went one game, well, one or two games away from the state championship. I can't remember exactly. But we thought we were going to go in. We were going to crush this team to get to the state championship. And we got crushed. And I went into the locker room. And I went into a dark part of the locker room. And I bawled my eyes out. And Coach Paul Miller, shout out Paul Miller, super, super awesome guy, changed my life. If you're out there, Paul, you, uh, your words inspired me. But he came and he found me and he looked at me and he said, Chad, you have nothing to be sad about. He said, you're one of the best leaders I've seen come through this school. And whether or not that was true, it doesn't matter what it taught me about was the power of words and the ability to lift others up and inspire them to be their best selves and believe in them maybe more than they believe in themselves. So I had this feeling that I was going to be successful and uh, I got in the restaurant business and I was a cook. <clears throat> I was a cook. I worked for a company called Fridays, and I was a cook for a very long time, and then they brought me out onto the floor, and I became a server, and then I really wanted to be a bartender at Fridays, because they flipped bottles, and they had fun, and they made the most money, and they got to talk to people, and I ended up being allowed to interview for a position to be a bartender when I was approximately 20 years old. And I studied all the drinks, and I studied the flair, and I studied throwing bottles, and I did all that stuff. And um, it was there at Fridays by the Mall of America in Minneapolis that I learned about the power of serving others. And, you know, I realized that when the drinks were full, the ashtrays were clean, because at that time you could smoke in bars. Um, I'm old um, no, I'm not. I'm young. I'm 50. 10, 19, 72, in case you ever want to wish me happy birthday. And uh, I, uh, I realized if the food came out on time, if I listened, if I created a positive atmosphere, I had music, the energy was right, everyone had fun, that they would come back and that they would bring their friends. And that's where my entrepreneurship journey started because I learned the power of service and how much I was passionate about it. Then this woman that I met when I was 11 started dating when I was 13. She, she graduated from 
KU, Kansas University, in three and a half years, and she came back to Minneapolis in January. It was probably 1995 or 96. Her name's Tara, wonderful woman, and mother of my three children. And uh, she, started, she moved down to Austin, Texas, and she convinced me to move down to Austin, Texas, which was the greatest move of my life because I'm a live music guy, and Austin, Texas is the live music capital of the world. If you ever come down, call me, and we'll go see a show together. But um, I moved down to Austin, Texas, and I started thinking I was going to open restaurants, and I started working for a company there called Trudy's as a bartender and a bar manager, and I realized very quickly that the hours and the bar atmosphere and stuff was not going to be conducive to the kind of family life that I wanted, and at the time, Tara and I had gotten engaged to be married and bought our first house, and you know, I had this entrepreneurial spirit. Maybe you have it in you too. Maybe you want to be in business for yourself. I'll tell you this. I haven't worked for another man really in 27 years. I've worked for myself. And it's been the greatest thing because when you're an entrepreneur and you are energized and you're passionate and you have a mission and you have a purpose and you have values that you believe in and you instill those into your company, there are no limits. And I found that out in real estate, that there are no limits. Whatever you believe, you can achieve, in the words of Henry Ford. I think he said that. Um, whatever you, your mind can conceive, and you can see, and you believe, you can achieve. I believe in that a million percent. Or, since we're in his studio, Jeremy Gomez, 200%. I had bought my first home, and I got into this business called Amway. And although it was never financially successful, it taught me a lot about... <clears throat> I mentioned this on, the la on one of the episodes. Um, it taught me a lot about getting around the right people, about filling my mind with great thoughts, about setting goals. And so... After that, I, I had an idea one day. I was 20, I guess I was 23. It was 1996 or 97. I decided that I was going to start investing in real estate. And I went to Tara and I said, hey, you know, um, I want to get my real estate license so I know more about this and so that we can start investing in real estate. <clears throat> and um, she said, that's a great idea. Go do it. And so I went to this little place owned by Wayne Morgan, shout out Wayne, uh, and I enrolled in the classes. I had to take three classes. It was in a classroom right off 183 in Austin, Texas, and I got my real estate license, and I looked around the room, and I thought, if these, all, all these people are selling real estate, maybe I can too. I went to work for a company called Prudential Owens Realty, and I started calling Here's the thing. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to put in the work. You will not just receive business. You have to go out and get it. The number one job of an entrepreneur is lead generation. The number one job of a real estate agent is lead generation. 
When I was number one for Keller Williams Realty, Gary Keller gave me a lot of his time. Shout out, Gary. You changed my life, brother. Um, he said to me one day, Chad, every day you wake up, I want you to think about one thing. Where's your business coming from? Lead generation. And for 20 years since he said that to me, I guess maybe 15, whatever, doesn't matter. <clears throat> I wake up every day and I think about who can I help today? Who can I serve today? And how will I, how will I find my business? And so as an entrepreneur, the first thing I can tell you is figure out lead generation. And uh, I utilize what I call the lead generation wheel. If you have a pad of paper or something to write with, write down the lead generation wheel and draw a circle. I came up with this idea when I was 26 years old. I was in Moab, Utah. I love to mountain bike, and I love Moab, Utah. It is the mountain biking mecca of the world. If you haven't been there, go there. It's incredible. All these red rocks, and it's the home of the Slick Rock Trail, the greatest mountain biking trail you'll ever ride, and um, granite trails. And I was watching my tire on the bike, and it was pounding against the rocks, and I thought, how does this tire not crush? And I looked at the rim, and I looked at the hub, and I looked at the tire, and then I looked at the spokes. And I said, it's the spokes that keep it from crushing when it hits these rocks. And I started thinking about my business, because that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We think about our business a lot and how we can help more people, and we all want you know, the spoils of being a great entrepreneur, the money, the, you know, all those things. And, um, and I started thinking, what are the spokes of my business? And I thought, it's lead generation. Lead generation is what allows my business not to fall down and crumble. And so I sat down and I wrote out a a circle and I drew spokes in it and then I thought to myself <clears throat> what are the spokes of lead generation that I'm currently utilizing to expand my business and the first one was my sphere of influence sphere of influence is people that know you trust you and like you and will do business with you if they know you are in business and so I wrote down SOI and then I wrote down open house because I do open houses in real estate we do open houses and then I wrote down, uh, I wrote down farming um, in real estate. We do what's called farming. And farming is when you go into a neighborhood uh, that you like and you start selling yourself to the neighborhood, marketing yourself to the neighborhood, and uh, becoming a celebrity in that neighborhood so that when people go to buy or sell real estate in that neighborhood, they contact you. It's called farming. And I'll talk about, more about that on a separate episode um, and I wrote down radio, and I wrote down television, and I wrote down different things. But then I wrote down in my, I took my sphere of influence, and I said, uh, what am I doing for my sphere of influence right now to create business from my sphere of influence? And I wrote down everything that I was doing. And uh, I said, phone calls, 
personal notes, coffees, dinners, lunches, monthly newsletter, rock and restock. That's a client appreciation party. We'll do an episode on that as well because I think that's powerful. Um, And then I set goals for each of those for each week. And I said, I am doing, I am, remember the I am format, affirmative format for everything we do for setting goals. And I wrote, I am calling 25 SOI per week. I am writing 10 personal notes per week. I think personal notes are super powerful if you don't do them. Maybe think about adding that to your regimen because when was the last time you received a personal note? And it's powerful, right? Our job is to capture the mind of the consumer because they have one small space for a business, in my business, real estate, for a real estate agent in Austin, Texas, there are 15,000 agents. And I want to become the person that you think about when you need to buy or sell real estate. So personal notes, really powerful, and it's simple. Hey, Lele, hope life is awesome for you. I was just thinking about you, and I thought I'd write you a note and just let you know how much I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for supporting my business. If you ever hear of anyone looking to buy or sell real estate, give me a call. Chad, usually I'll write, like, your friend or if it's someone that I really know, love, Chad. And uh, powerful. And then I am doing four SOI coffees per week. I am taking one SOI out to lunch every Thursday from 11 until 1 p.m., I am taking, I'm a music guy, so if you have a passion, you can add that into your sphere of influence uh, marketing. I'm a music guy, so when Dave Matthews comes to town, I don't buy two tickets, I buy 10. And that allows me to call 50 people and say, hey, Dave is coming to town. Would you love, like to come with me as my guest? I've got two tickets for you and Julie. And, uh, you know, I'll call 50 people to get 10 to come. And just call now I have something to call them about that's not hey do you know of anyone looking to buy or sell real estate because I think a lot of agents and a lot of people get caught up and the phone becomes a million pounds because they don't want to call people and say do you know of anyone looking to buy or sell real estate so by you know and maybe your thing is art maybe your thing is running maybe your thing is boating whatever it is your passion share that with other people and get them involved with it um, so I'll buy 10 concert tickets and then I'll, and then I take them to the event. I pay for the tickets. I, I provide an awesome experience for them. And whenever they think about and you know, I've made it kind of a joke in a game because people know I'm in real estate. There is one thing that everyone knows that talks to me at any point in my life. And that is that I'm in real estate. And the second thing they know is that I'm probably pretty decent at it. And so this is a system. Calls, personal notes, taking them to coffees, taking them to lunches, taking them to concerts, inviting them to our uh, Rock and Restock event. And um, it's a process of dominating that space in their mind for real estate. So then I took open houses and I said... What am I doing for open houses to maximize the effectiveness of my open houses? And I said, 
Um, I am placing 15 signs at every open house. Massive exposure. People see that. Um, and I do a lot of them in my farm, uh, which is Circle C Ranch. Um, I am following a system. I am studying and learning the market in the neighborhood prior to going to the open house. I am utilizing the seven-point conversion method, which is a script which will be on gold. Uh, the gold app, I haven't talked about that much yet, but I'm creating an app that is designed to help agents go to the highest level and become legendary in real estate. It'll be available in about three months. Um, it's called Gold, Giving Others Leadership and Direction. And uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'll tell you more about that soon. But um, And then you take each area where you're generating leads and you say to yourself, am I maximizing my capabilities in each of these spokes. And um, so entrepreneurship, number one job of an entrepreneur is to be a lead generation machine. Say it with me out there, if you will, you don't have to. I say this to myself every day. I am a lead generation machine. I am a lead generation machine. And become that because if you truly want to watch your business thrive you'll start to recognize ways to serve people and to become a lead generation machine so um lead generation key um second thing challenges how do we face them and overcome them in 2007 i was the number one agent worldwide for keller williams 2008, I was number one again. I launched my own company, Goldwasser Real Estate, in, in the end of 2008. And I thought, you know, I, I'm a huge student of John Maxwell. He is a leadership coach. Shout out, John Maxwell, if you're out there. I love you. You changed my life. Um, and I used to go to um, his event, um, I used to go to his event. It was called Exchange. It was in Atlanta. And I remember one time he said, all leaders go through challenges. And I, I was like 25 or 26 or 27, arrogant, cocky, young man um, with some success. And I thought, I, I don't go through challenges, I, you know. Um, well, in 2009, nine months after launching Goldwasser Real Estate, I found out my controller, the woman that was handling the money with my company, had been embezzling from me for three years. She stole over a half million dollars from me and she did not pay my payroll taxes. And so that was hard. Um, and, I, and, and she didn't pay my payroll taxes, so I owed $300,000 to the IRS. And um, that was October of 2009. I remember it vividly. And that woman, well, she was 37 years old. The way we found out was she had developed stage four lung cancer. Um, may she rest in peace. She passed away. Um, you know, I had a lot of hatred and um, malice in my heart for her. And uh, I just want to give that up right now. And... Um, then in January of 2010, so that's October of 09, January of 2010, I lose my top agent due to the embezzlement. 
her name was Lori, and she was awesome. And between January of 2010 and June of 2010, I had about 100 agents at the time. I lost half of them. She recruited them away to another company that paid better splits than I did. And in the midst of that, in May of 2010, the woman I met when I was 11, started dating when I was 13, married when I was 23, built a company with, and had three children with, told me she didn't want to be married anymore. That's what you call a one, two, three punch to the gut. And uh, I had developed a strong mental attitude, and I thought that would carry me through. But about... December of 2010, I started thinking my life was over, and I got depressed, and I didn't want to get out of bed. And instead of getting up at 5 in the morning and going for a run and going through my mindset exercises and, you know, doing all those things, I would wake up at 6 a.m., and uh, I would go to the pantry, and I would grab a glass of vodka and slam it and then I'd go sit in my garage and I'd smoke a cigarette and look at my car and think to myself I could get in that car and I could uh, you know turn it on and and be done with this and uh, thank God I have children and I didn't do that because life gets better and maybe you're in a challenging situation right now um being an entrepreneur is not easy. If you are successful at a high level, people will want to watch you fall. And you have to be strong. And you have to realize, in my world, that God is preparing you with those challenges and that trial and that tribulation so that you're ready when the big opportunity hits. And that you're ready that you have thick skin, that you have a, a strong soul, a strong faith, a strong belief so that you can really handle the success that you may not see yet. And so there are challenges in being an entrepreneur, and I've had a thousand of them since. And uh, the beautiful thing is that I've overcome them and I've become stronger because of it, and so will you. But you got to dig deep, and um, you have to dedicate your life to being strong. Um, let's think of a question. Um, here's the question. Am I willing to go through whatever I need to go through to experience the success that I deserve? Are you willing it's not going to be easy. People think I sit back and I collect checks. I've been doing this for 27 years at a high level. You will not outwork me. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. I mean that if I have to clean the toilets, I will clean the toilets. I will get down on my hands and knees and I will clean the floors. I will do what it takes. Are you willing to do what it takes to experience the success that you deserve, that you were destined for, that you were built for, that you were created for? Are you willing 
to do what it takes? Are you willing to serve people at a high level? Are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to be kind and loving when people are not kind and loving to you? Are you willing to sacrifice your time for success? Um, because that's what it takes. That's what I've found in my entrepreneurial journey. And I'll tell you, um, it's really amazing what starts to happen um, when you dedicate your life, when you dedicate your life to being um, the best version of yourself. The best version of yourself. But uh, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. This is one of my favorite bands. They're called The Revivalists. They're from New Orleans. This song is called Keep Going. Go to Spotify and listen to it. You can do it. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Cause I'm never gonna lose you. I got you deep inside my chest. And I can feel you It takes a lot of effort and energy. Lead generation. Belief in yourself. Keep going. I love you guys. Thanks for watching the Golden Hour. Please spread the message, spread the word, subscribe to our channel, and allow me to come into your life and help you. I love you. Have a great day.